All right, so one of the biggest events in, in my mind in the past 30 years or so from a scandal point of view is the new revelation, which I think is actually somewhat of an old revelation, that the FBI has been suppressing evidence and has been concocting um, a, an effort to sabotage Trump and to also exonerate Hillary Clinton. And the story, by and large, is that during the campaign of 2016, that they saw that bad things were happening with Hillary Clinton. The FBI did whatever they could to exonerate her, while at the same time uh, setting up a pattern by which to expose Trump and make sure that by hook or by crook, he would not get elected. And if, God forbid, somehow the nation was foolish enough to vote for Donald Trump, that they could start undermining him uh, with this, this scandal-laden thing, which would ultimately trip him up to set it up either for impeachment or for uh, his demise in the ordinary process uh, and so that uh, Hillary Clinton or somebody, some great liberal, could uh, rescue the country in the year 2020. Am I summarizing that pretty well, Ari? Uh, pretty much. And I, I think it <clears throat> something that hasn't been said, which is why our fans tune into this podcast is because we say what other places don't. Um, it's obvious that it would have been any Republican who emerged from the Republican primaries who have been framed in such a way. It would have been Cruz, Jeb Bush, any of them would have faced the same things. The idea being that whatever Republican it would have been, God forbid they would have won the insurance policy, as Peter Strzok talked about would have been to turn them all into an ineffectual leader, kind of like a George W. Bush in his uh, last two years right. of, they, they, of this yeah, presidency. To hamper him. The point of this, this uh, podcast is to discuss the hook-by-crook element of, of, by this. In this case, they chose the crook route, meaning that they uh, and many of the, their side, they felt that they were doing God's work, as it were, you, you know, the God that they don't believe in. But nevertheless, they felt that they were doing God's work, that somehow by, you know, it's so imperative to destroy Trump uh, and his fascistic cronies. That is, uh, that was the element. That, that's what's so fascinating to me, that they failed to realize that in their efforts to, to stop the bad guys, and, this, and I put that in air quotes, that, uh, you know, because of their, their actual belief that he was a fascist, Never mind that there's no evidence for that. But let's just say, in their mind's eye, they were fighting fascism, hence the Antifa movement, right? They're fighting fascism. But they do it with fascistic, um, uh, employing fascistic uh, tools themselves, right? Shouting down, lying, you know, doing whatever they could to... Violence. Oh, of course. <laughs> Violence. Yeah, with, with their... I mean, it's, it's so exquisitely Shakespearean. I mean, it's, it's just... Fascinating to me. And that is the element that we want to discuss today. But first, before we get into that, I want, Ari, maybe you can describe the details, you know, take, uh, take time to describe the evidence, because you know this a little bit better than me. Um, you, you've actually in, in, been in the trenches about the specific details. I just gave the big, broad brushstrokes about what the scandal is, but I'd like you to go into detail about what happened. Go. Well, the, the first part of this has to do with the Benghazi scandal. The, the Benghazi scandal occurred leading to the email corruption scandal with Hillary Clinton. So the Democrats and the establishment deep state type of people in Washington in the, in the bureaucratic state and her political supporters in the Democrat Party knew they had a problem. So 
they started doing everything they could to sanitize all of the criminal behaviors that she was doing and create the atmosphere of a, well, no matter what she did, the other guy's worse. So this was a general thrust to sanitize and cleanse and cover up any of the bad stuff she had done and make whoever her opponent would be or opponents or the Republican Party in general try to make them look worse. That led to the fabrication of what's known as today the Trump dossier. So Hillary Clinton and uh, some of her cronies in the Democrat Party paid this guy from this uh, organization called Fusion GPS to find a uh, covert agent to fabricate a dossier, of which is a file of a bunch of paper, that papers that had bad things about Trump in it, that he liked to be urinated on by hookers in a right. bed and and was engaged in business deals with the Russians and all this other stuff. All of it is complete nonsense. Politics aside, that's normal politics behavior. Let's create mud and fling it upon the opponent and see what sticks. Right. What, the what only, makes this different the, than all the other previous political the, campaigns? What makes this different is that working in parallel with this, Obama had empowered the NSA and the CIA to collect data on every American communications everywhere. If you use a cell phone, send a text message, send an email, and we'll get to text messages and emails in a moment. The NSA has copies of it. If you've been on the phone, the NSA has a recording of it. Even if you're talking about your enema coach, your hemorrhoids, or whether or not you want to assassinate a political leader, anything in that range is collected and in the NSA somewhere. Um, that's why I try to put, make what I put in the uh, in my phone conversations much more uh, associated with enema coaches and suppositories. Enemas, you say. Um, okay, I'm just taking note. Go. You know, colon cleansing. It's, it's common in West L.A. You know? <laughs> uh, but I digress. So the point is, Obama had this data collection stuff going on, and they use it under the rubric of being an anti-terrorist data collection program. Okay, fine, whatever. So we got Big Brother 1984 going on, but at least it's for our own protection, right? The problem with this campaign happened when they took this dossier to a FISA court and asked the FISA court to authorize wiretaps on Trump and his campaign. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because although data is collected by the NSA and CIA, it is not unmasked without a court order. That court, the FISA court, exists for terrorism cases. So the essence of this whole sordid affair is that Obama and Clinton unleashed the most dangerous court orders used for enemy combatants and terrorists upon the Trump campaign during an election. Right. Talk about trying to steal an election. Talk about disenfranchising voters or using the tools of the state against a private citizen merely engaged in constitutionally allowable political activity. So here's the interesting thing about two things I want to say. One is somewhere along the campaign route during this whole FISA business and everything else you're talking about, you know that a conversation between Hillary Clinton and Obama went as follows. You better win this campaign. You better win this election. Because if not, We've got a whole bunch of crap to deal with. Let me translate. Along, We're all going to jail. Right. Right. Exactly right. <laughs> and they will. Right. Well, God willing. 
God willing, really. They will. Uh, I mean, they, I'm, I am convinced the level that this goes to, and we'll get to the lost text messages in a moment to illustrate this right. point, the level of cover-up that was exposed in the FBI in the last few weeks, and I haven't touched the Mueller investigation angle on this yet. That's a, that's a side note com- right. by comparison. Right. That's a distraction. The level of felonies, top FBI people, McCabe, Comey, Strzok, Page, uh, and in the Justice Department, Loretta Lynch um, and, and, and her cronies and Mueller engaged in to protect Hillary will mean jail time for at least some of them, if not all of them. And some of them, if not all of them, will say, screw that. I'm not spending the rest of my life in jail. I'm going to turn in Hillary Clinton and Obama. Yeah. That could very well happen. Now, look, <clears throat> these are, and I say this with some degree of sadness and some degree of joy. Uh, why do I say sadness? Because, look, I, it's, it's sad to me that it's gotten to the point where somebody on, on either side of the campaign, uh, uh, on either side of the political aisle, would feel that they would have the ability and uh, to, to get away with this crap. That, that makes me very sad, that they, that they had no compunction about abusing our civil rights. They had nothing in the back of their head saying, I can't do this crap, right? Where, but, and instead, what they had is the sense like, I can get away with this crap because either I'm going to win or the media doesn't care or the media's got my back or the Justice Department has my back or the FBI has my back. Or we can steal elections. We've got illegal alien voting. We've got vote fraud going on. We've got the media going on. We've got this whole right. uh, aggregate <laughs> right. so favoritism the, on our side to protect us. Right. So that makes me sad, right, uh, that, that it could get to this point. Now. It makes me happy in the sense that, because if it's true that there will be a true investigation and that she will really face, and others uh, along her cronies will actually face uh, some jail time or some sentencing of some kind, even if it's even if it's community service, you know, with with a jumpsuit and everything else that he has, I'm, I'm jiggy with that. Um, that makes me happy because it's the justice side of me that believes that wrongs must be righted. And that she must be set as, as an example. And the more we can show to the world, look, we our checks a system of system of checks and balances works, and it is the right thing to do. That's what makes our country great. We even take down our own leaders when they've done something so horrible like this. Look, South Korea just did it, right? Yeah, Argentina. About a year ago. Argentina with, did with, it. Uh, uh, Kirchner Kuchner, did it. Yeah. With Bar- Brazil, with the Silver, Deluza did right, it. Right. Um, you know, they're doing it in Venezuela slowly but surely. Yeah, God willing. So. They're working on doing it in Iran. If they can do it in Iran, or no. at least try. Yeah, and, and look, you and I were Republicans, we're conservatives. We weren't, uh, we weren't really cognizant enough to, to be one way or the other back in 1972, 73, 74, vis-a-vis Nixon. But... As conservatives, we said, yeah, you know what? This guy deserved to go down, and, and he did the smart thing by resigning and such because he did something that was an abuse of the checks and balances power. And, and, this, and that was nothing, nothing compared to what we're seeing here. What Nixon did, and I, and I think it was criminal. Don't get me wrong. I think he should have been brought down, and he was brought down, um, was that he simply tried to impede an investigation. That's what he did. Right? He said, I, I'm not going to cooperate. Or He tried to cheat on an election he was going to win in a landslide anyway, right. and then impeded the investigation into the cheating. Right. It was wrong. It was obstruction of justice. He should have been gone, and he was gone. Right. But, but, but we say that as somebody uh, of our 
of our, our own, own political team. Yeah. yeah. And, and look, I, I think he was a, a bad president as an actual president for many other reasons, but that doesn't matter. I think uh, he deserved to face impeachment. Um, and he wasn't an impeach at the end. He resigned before he could be impeached. But he was a bad guy. And I I'm glad that we took down one of our own and that we, we are on the, the side of just we're on the side of justice in this case. And then we're trying to prove the point. It's not my team right or wrong. It's if my it's, team did this, I'd be as critical of them as I am of the other. That's team. where I'm going to. If you are a liberal, if you're a Democrat and, and you and certainly if you're a lefty, do you understand how bad this is? Do you have a sense like, look, I, I'm a Democrat through and through. Um, I'm a lefty through and through for that matter. I believe in socialism. I, I have problems with capitalism. But you know what? That crap ain't right. What Hillary did and what Obama did. And if it's true, if it comes out that they were misusing and abusing, for that matter, uh, the FISA warrant system and otherwise, and, and, and try to suppress those texts, and that they were actually engaged in an active campaign to lie about the Russia collusion, while at the same time doing the collusion themselves and engaging in this nefarious program with the Clinton Foundation, I think she needs to go to jail. I think it's good for the Democratic Party to be able to show, look, we don't tolerate that within our own party. We are a party that believes in what is right. And what is right in this case is to clean house where we need to clean house. Do you, did you believe that? And if you don't believe that Clinton and Obama should be facing some sort of justice, and, and they're cronies, of course, then under what circumstances do you believe that you should take down one of your own people? When? Is it when you catch them, I don't know, uh, molesting little boys and, and there are pictures of it? Is, I assume that you would agree that that is probably a, a time to send them to jail. Got it, okay? That has nothing to do with, with politics, of course, but you, you, you catch them doing that, or you catch them murdering somebody, or you catch them, uh, I don't know, running a brothel, and then somehow, you know, using the, the monies for their own personal purposes. Okay, I, I, I would believe and hope to believe that you would, believe, that you would want them to go down if they were caught in any of those circumstances. But what about this circumstance? Well, is this, if it's true, if it's true, would you agree with me? And I know it's, if it's true, would you agree with me, my dear lefty slash Democrat slash liberal friend, that these people deserve to go down if it's true? Now, you may very well say, well, the evidence isn't in and such like that, but I don't think that's responsible. The evidence is definitely in. The evidence is so in that, remember, the, the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN all reported on these things being true. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mark Levin co-curated the liberal media's own reporting yeah. to show it was true. And then, and then they tried to scrub their own reporting. Speaking of the brothel, the prostitute, the rapes. You know, you, you asked our liberal friends if they would turn their backs on, on uh, elected officials who did those things. But the truth is history has shown they didn't. With Barney Frank, he was running a brothel for his own profit in his own Boston flat. Oh, yeah. They, they, <laughs> they didn't turn on him. Bill Clinton, rapist. Right. Okay. Right. Didn't turn on him. Yeah. Uh, it was just about sex then. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it was but, just about sex. It was just about wife. sex with Monica. It was rape with Juanita Broderick. Right, of course. Uh, I mean, of course. You know, so you know, violence. Uh, what about Kathleen Willey? Um, mm -hmm. You know, the point is they've shown that they don't. Here's the only thing that makes uh, a liberal 
turn on their own elected officials. When those elected officials um, become Republicans and change parties, then suddenly they turn on them. Right, right. Even without a criminal offense. Well, look, nothing is... I mean, I, I. So the point uh, point is, I, I was, they, I was they, hoping they don't was, have a good track record of turning on these people. I was hoping that when all the uh, Me Too campaign started with the um, the sexual harassment issues, with, starting with Weinstein, right, and all the others that came around with Kevin Spacey and so on, that people would begin to see that Bill Clinton was uh, no different, if not worse, than all these people that they were now maligning. And it turns out that uh, while there was some buzz against Bill Clinton for the time being, he's still, you know, he's still the, the most favored nation when it comes to the Democrats. I mean, it, it, he's hoping and I think he's succeeding in his hope that people will ignore this, that this issue will blow by, at least blow by him, uh, and that they, he will still be seen as the great uh, former president that, that uh, the Democrats want to continue portraying him as. Uh, in the old days... You know, they called this whole impeachment business uh, an asterisk. Do you remember that? They said that, listen, you know, this is a bummer, um, you know, but, you know, whatever they'll talk about in the biography of Bill Clinton, that, you know, there'll be a big asterisk there saying, and by the way, you know, he was formally impeached and there was this Monica Lewinsky thing. But by golly, he was just so good in every other way. Yeah, and it was a big right-wing conspiracy, right. as Hillary herself said. Yeah, well, why not? Yeah, yeah. I, I, Which, I, I, I don't blame her for saying that. Hold on. Yeah. And, and but but it turns out that there is much more than just the asterisks. It wasn't just Monica Lewinsky. It wasn't just cheating. It wasn't just uh, you know dancing around the definition of the word is. It was, uh, and it was more than just about sex. It was about lying under oath, but then it was about rape, and then it was about other sorts of harassment, other, and then it was about violence. The, the, the huge, horrific history of Bill Clinton vis-a-vis women, uh, and to say nothing of the Clinton Foundation, and how uh, they, they sold America's interests for, for, their own, uh, for their own pockets. This is what they do. They, they have no problem with that. These people have literally... No scruples whatsoever. Not one scruple, if you will. Right? Not not one. They have anti-scruple. <laughs> you know, the, the, the only thing that they care about is uh, themselves. They they care about how they look in the eyes of the world. That's very important to them. Um, and they want to make a lot of money. They, know, want, I, they want power for power's sake. I, I don't think that's strong enough of a statement. There's plenty of people in the history of America who cared about themselves, who lacked scruples, and want powers for power's sake, who did not hate America. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it, it did selling, not help that they hated selling America. Selling uranium to our enemies is hating America. Right. Using your foundation to sell out the uh, um, women worldwide. Yeah. Is hating Western civilization. Uh, yeah, the, the, the element of hate is a very important part of it. I agree with you um, that they, at the very least, had no interest in America. Really, it, it, for, for their point of view, it's the Hillary Clinton approach to the world, right? I envision a world with no boundaries, right? We talked about, remember when she said, made that statement that we would have a, a border free uh, sort of zone, at least in the Western hemisphere. And I thought that was a very fascinating comment because it re- was very revealing. I think she has contempt for the notion of borders. She feels like we'll all be one world and everything else, and all civilizations and cultures are the same. You know, the John Lennon, uh, you know, approach to, uh, to to what the world and and how the world should be. So, um, the, the, again, no scruples, uh, and, and it's it's a shame that you know Bill Clinton is now going to get away with this. However, we on the, on the far right, and I think a lot of people on the left are beginning to understand this. Here is something that 
You know, they, they say that a person who knows how to apologize, they, he looks stronger in the eyes of, of everyone around him, right? Especially to the person who, to whom he apologized. Contrary to what the person thinks about himself. He, he often thinks, well, if I apologize and I admit that I've done something wrong, well, that, that will make me look weak. You and I know as a third person, as a neutral person, as an objective person, when somebody uh, apologizes, that we actually look more, we think more highly of them, right? Because that's hard to do, and nevertheless, they did it, right? Same thing with, with the, uh, the classic Democrat voter. I think this is what's going to be happening, and it is happening right now, that, that the Democratic Party doesn't realize how many voters they are losing. Because they're, not all the Democrats are diehards who will vote uh, you know, for their party in lockstep, in lockstep yeah. right? I mean, there are many well, of them. Oh, I, well, I think they do know it, and that's why they're working so hard to import new voters. Right. I, I, well, it's a good point. <laughs> you know? No, I, I, I think, you know, normally speaking, what is it? 40% are diehard Democrats that yeah. will never change their vote. 40% are Republicans, and, and the battle is for the in-between. I get that. Um, and, and actually, the number is lower than that because it's 20% diehard Democrats, 20% kind of more squishy, who tends to, they tend to vote Democrat. And then there's the middle that, that will shuck and jibe uh, every time there's an election. You know, they'll, they'll flip back and forth, back and forth. So imagine yourself being one of those kind of leaning Democrat, as I was in the 90s. And you, you see your party. Uh, engaging in this nefarious conduct with the texts and the FISA warrants and everything we just discussed. And then you, you, you also recognize that Bill Clinton really was a monster, that he was a rapist and a sexual harasser and did these horrible things. And, and then you say, look, but the party is still lauding him as if he's a wonderful man and not, you know, making him at least, at least a persona non grata. Yeah, during the Me Too movement. Right, during the Me Too movement. Ironically. You, you should have thrown him out. Yes. And, and the Women's March should have had him front and center as if, if, if they had Trump merely because of his statement, uh, you know, in a private conversation on a bus to Billy Bush from the year 2011, the one statement. And that is the, the, the cause, the, the very, the, uh, you know, the gasoline that lit that march. Well, Bill Clinton should have certainly been in the highest. <laughs> he should have been much more the, the cause of, the, of that parade. Point is, the point is that if you are a Democrat seeing all this. Don't you say, you know, I, I'm not good with this. I don't like this. I don't like uh, the fact that there's no self-correcting mechanism within my own party. I want to know. I, I understand that humans are frail, that they have, that they're sinful, that they make mistakes and such like that. All I want to know is that when somebody on my team does make a mistake, we, we correct it. We say, we, we say well, we are not good with that. We are against that. And we throw them out. Not to the point where it's so absurd and so in our face, literally, like, like the Anthony Weiner story or the Elliot Spitzer story, right? Both of whom were Democrats, and they were thrown out and tossed out. But, but that's because it was so brazenly in your face what Elliot Spitzer did, what uh, 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 Weiner did, Anthony Weiner did. And, and, but you have to wait for that before you say we're not jiggy with that? You know, the Clinton Foundation, the uranium situation, and then, of course, all that Bill Clinton had done, which did involve a lot of, a lot of sexual misconduct. You, you, you are not, you're not upset about that? Well, I of think... Course you, of course you are. And my, my, my point is this, Ari. They are losing. They don't realize it. They are losing their own base uh, every day because this is, um, 
it's obscene to if you thought of your party as the logical party, the compassionate party, the party that uh, just wants the best for America, and then you see these pussy hat marches, and then you see the way that they still laud Bill Clinton, and the way that they, they protect Hillary Clinton, and they, the way they protect Obama, and the Iranian deal, and what happened with Benghazi, and the suppression of the you know the FISA warrants and everything else like that, and you you. If you, if you know of any of those things, you don't even have to be that informed. You simply say, you know, something's wrong here. I, I, I'm going to go toward these, these Republicans. Yeah, they, they accused him of Russia collusion, but where's, where's the beef, as that famous woman once said, right? What's the deal? Where, where, where are we going with this? And I think a lot of people are moving toward the, the right, whether they realize that or not. Well, I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, I, uh, the first thing I, I sort of take issue with what you said is you said right and left. I've come to realize there is no right and left. Okay. There is us, the good guys, yeah. and then there's them. And I don't uh, – putting a, a polarization direction, right versus left, yes, they are leftists, but they're also downists. They are just evil. What, what is right-wing about loving America, loving justice, loving truth, thinking people should be free, thinking the government should stay out of our business? There's nothing on the right about that other than we're right, they're wrong. Right. That actually might be a good point. There's no right or left. There's just right and wrong. Yeah, that's true. That's okay? really true. The second thing is that you are more right than you know because what Trump is doing and the, the reason they're so desperate to amnestize these new voters and bring in illegal aliens and all this stuff is because those precious 90% black votes that they've been getting year after year are no longer going to be happening now that the economy is approving. Yeah. And black voter, black people contrary to the beliefs of Democrats, are not stupid. Right. They're Excuse not. me. I said it wrong. Contrary to the beliefs of racist Democrats, right. blacks are not stupid. Right. And yeah. black people are seeing this. I, I see it every day. And black people love themselves some Donald S. Trump. Yeah. Because he is cool. He's cool. Well, uh, first of all, he's delivering, right? I mean, right. You, so, you know, so, they have to look at the eight years of Obama, and he has done nothing for the black uh, community. Yeah, talk about saying where's the beef, right? Other than to tell them that they're victims over and over yeah. again, and and uh, then the Farrakhan thing and the Black Lives Matter thing—they're just stirring up the pot. And you know, the funny thing is, it didn't get them much in the way of jobs, right? No, it's and funny. Now, Riots don't lead to jobs, do right. they? Oh, surprise! Yeah. But what they found out, and what is just—it's on black and white, as it were, in the paper, um, on paper, which is, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're getting jobs. We have the lowest blacks now have the lowest unemployment rate in forty-five freaking years. That is a hard measure <laughs> that you can take to the bank, literally. Yeah. Okay? Ruh row says Hillary Clinton. Ruh row says the Democrats. Uh-oh. What? Yeah. So, so what are you going to do now, Moses? Right. <laughs> Bingo. Right. So, so the point is you're more right than you know. They are they're in desperate straits. Yeah. And then you made such an important point. You say, where is the self-correcting mechanisms to remove immorality from the top levels of this party so the moral can flourish. The Democrat Party is the Democrat Party. They have their plank. They have their beliefs, whether they have God or Jerusalem or Israel in their plank, whatever, they have a plank. But the average Democrat voter is not nearly as evil as the conduct undertaken by these people uh, at the top. Okay? But... By not having that self-correcting mechanism, the Democrat Party dooms itself. Yeah. 
even if they're able to amnestize and import voters and steal elections, they doom themselves. You know what? Why? Because by having no mechanisms to get rid of immorality from the, the people in their leadership ranks, right. they have no mechanism to promote new leaders from within. Yeah. None, None who have a moral fiber in their body. A lesson of the Bible and human history is that evil does always lose. It's never killed forever. Vigilance is required to defeat it again. But history has shown when evil rise up, it is always defeated. The good guys won World War II. The good guys won the war against communism. The good guys have prevailed time and time again. Trump won. Yeah. Despite all this stuff. So the point is... If you're an evil person, you should just look at the sweep of history and say, you know what? I'm on the wrong side here. Maybe I should reform my ways. But even more importantly than that, the Democrat Party has no chance of having a future version of FDR, of Woodrow Wilson, of Barack Obama, of Bill Clinton. If the only people running are these elderly, uh, you know, with, with urinal incontinence has been retreads like, like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and, and Nancy Biden. Pelosi and Joe Biden. They're yeah. all old. Right. How is the party of youth the party of youth if they're all in wheelchairs? Yeah. And, they're all in, and this is happening because they simply will not recycle the bad from the top and bring in a new crop of people from below. Yeah. I want to move a little bit, uh, same topic, but I want to talk about the why of what, what, why is this happening? And the why is the most important part of it, right? What can we learn from this? So, you know, why are they doing this? The, the, the Obama team, the Hillary Clinton team. It, it, there's two aspects of it when I want to talk about it. And so please remind me because I don't want to forget. One is that they think they're, they're, they're doing something, uh, you know, by, by sabotaging Trump and such like that. They must believe that they're doing God's work. The second thing is that um, they, they will spill out the lies about it that somehow this is about something else, Russian collusion, trying to distract you and stuff like that. War on so, women. War on women. Oh, good example. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. Black everything Lives Matter. else. Yes. These distractions. And they think that you'll buy it, right? Yes. That, that, that's, those are the two elements that are fascinating to me. So let's talk about the first part and then the second part. So the first part is the, getting into the mind of these people and, and giving them the, the best uh, looking at the best way possible, the, the they had the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. That's yes. what I meant. They had the best of intentions, right? <laughs> yes. They, because they see that this Donald Trump. Put yourself in the year, uh, in the time period of let's say May 2016. You see this Donald Trump guy. He's gaining traction. He may very well win the nomination, and you know what? He may very well win the presidency if we're not careful. We've got to do everything we can because you know what? This guy's a fascist. They believe that this guy's a fascist at the time, okay? And they still, of course, many still do, hence the Antifa movement and such like that. But nevertheless, they believe that this man is a Hitler, right? And, and in their minds, I'm telling you, this is the way the left thinks. They, they will do anything they can to stop this man by hook or by crook, like we said in the beginning of this podcast, by any means necessary. That's even better. They even have an organization, an Antifa yeah. offshoot in Northern California right. called exactly that. They, they think that they are doing God's work. Right. Again, the God that they don't believe in. But, but I'm, you know, I'm using a phrase. They so heartily believe that what the, the, the possibility, the potential of a Trump presidency is so frightening, so concerning, and so potentially destructive to the very essence of what America is, that they, as they believe, that they must stop him. 
To them, it's no different, my friends, than, than, than Hitler, uh, you know, modern-day Hitler, of course, and Goebbels, and all those guys are all getting together, and they are, uh, you know, planning and conspiring for the ultimate demise of America, and they are going to destroy it from within, and we're going to, you know, we need to stop these guys because we know, we on the left, we know that these guys are monsters. We know that their true mission is to destroy us. Their true mission is to, to uh, force women down, to, uh, to force you know, blacks down, um, and to destroy America and to grab all the wealth for themselves. That's what we, we, and we know this. And those fools on the right, they don't, right? So we need to do whatever we can. So we need to lie, cheat, and steal whatever it, it takes by any means necessary, to use that phrase again, we will do it. And these people, they talk to each other in the texts that we are now finding, in the emails that we're now finding, and their attitudes, the way they comport themselves. It, it's all very revealing. This is exactly the tone that they have adopted, isn't it? Right? I mean, it's, it's quite shocking when you think about it. it, it we're seeing it now. The Peter Strzok email uh, text where he says, we have an insurance policy to make sure that this will come will up with the insurance policy. Yeah. And that insurance policy turned out to be the dossier. Right. And then for some reason, I, I think I asked you when I got here this morning, I said, the FBI, I, I, you know, just help me out here. The federal government is a big organization, right? I believe so. Right. And it has a lot of different bureaucracies, right? Yeah. And some are bigger and some are small, right? I mean, I know all of them are big, but some right. are bigger than others, right. right? The FBI is a pretty big one, right? I believe so. Like, they have a, we're in Los Angeles, so they have a branch here in L.A., right? Yep. In fact, they probably have several branches, right? So it's big. Lots of people in it. They're the federal cops. They're big. How is it that Peter Strzok, FBI agent, was assigned to the two cases involved in the 2016 election, supervising the Hillary Clinton email investigation and the Donald Trump Russia investigation. Well, that's How did he get the same guy from a gigantic bureaucracy just happened to be assigned the two cases that were related to each other? Well, that's a very easy answer to that, Ari. I, mean, I know I, someone chose him. I, 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 that's a very easy answer to that. It's, it's, uh, there's only so many people working at the FBI. It's a small organization. Oh, Whoa. it's a small government. <laughs> but, uh, Trump but cut budget cuts, right? There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, the Republicans yeah. have only themselves yeah. to blame. But you said something so interesting that no one said before are connected, which is look at Antifa, look at by all means necessary, all the campus type black clad activists. Isn't it just fascinating that the exact same behaviors in so many different ways were engaged in a, a riot at Berkeley against Milo Yiannopoulos as by Strzok and Page and other FBI agents? Isn't it just weird that they act the exact same way the Antifa does? Yeah. It is. It is odd. There's there are messages going out. I mean, there, uh, you know, we, we want to trip up the the president's what, this president whatever way we can. It's the shouting down of Ben Shapiro and Ann Coulter and all the other conservatives out there. They shout them down. They do not want them to be heard because there's a far more important message right now. Because the the very notion of conservatism, the very notion that. Uh, that Trump might be this president it must be stopped by hook or by crook. This is so yeah. it's consistent, and the message goes down this way. Now it's it's so funny. They 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 mock they mocked Ronald Reagan uh, and they they use the phrase trickle down economics right. This is it's their phraseology, not ours. Uh, but they say, oh, you know, the, the notion that the, the rich get rich and, that, and then they'll just trickle down the poor. And so they have this image. It's a good image to, in order to defeat the, the, the Reagan concept. 
to defeat capitalism. But that is what capitalism is, is that, that you can't get a job from a poor person. You get a job from a rich person. And, and you're so shocked, so very shocked that that's the way the economy works, right? Yeah, uh, I asked the homeless bum down on Wilshire for a job. He didn't have one to give me for some reason. That's I'm, so just, weird, right? I'm just wondering why he didn't. Maybe he's greedy. Right, right. And not only that, but the... You know, if you are an employee or potential employee, you want to work for a company that is very well established, uh, making tons of money because, you know, that's more secure and the chances are that you'll be paid more. If you work for a small mom and pop, guess what? You'll get paid less. And the checks might bounce. Would you do get <laughs> that's paid? Right. Yeah. They might. That's right. And so and there might be payroll issues and all those right. things that we talk about. And so and likewise, the, the real trickle down stuff is the political messaging. Right, a, that trickles down. Oh, to the top, great point! Right, yes. So the message is, those wascally Republicans, we must stop them by hook or by crook. Right, and guess what? Every layer below them, right, throughout the deep state, the establishment, trickling down to the consumer level on the college campus. Right. And on the Women's March on the Street. Right. So the same message that goes from in, in uh, around Andrew McCabe and Strzok and Page in these investigations of Bob Mueller and right. the Democrat Party talking points at this level and on major media, then trickles down to being marches in the street and violence on the campus. Right. Exactly right. The, the, Trump is a fascist and all his cronies. Trump is homophobic. He's uh, Islamophobic. He's misogynist. He's racist. He's anti-Semitic, no less. So that message, that agenda trickles down to the campus level, to the, to the man on the street, as it were, and they then post it on Facebook and Twitter and otherwise, and, and their cause is somehow very noble because they're fighting all those things that the Democratic Party has fooled them into thinking is a legitimate agenda. Okay, it's, that, that is fascinating to me, and that leads us to the second point. The point that they, the Democratic Party, think that they can fool everyone all the time, right? I mean, it's... I think it's from Abraham Lincoln where he said you can't fool all the people all the time. Uh, you can fool some of them some of the time or whatever it is, and all but the, not all the people all of the time. Some of the people all, all the, the time, time and all the people some, some of the, the time. time. But you can't fool all of them all, all of the, the time. time. Right. Right. And, and they believe they can do the latter. <laughs> yes. Right? So, and at some point, you know, because I mean, the joy of being a former liberal and, I, and not a lefty, by the way, a former liberal. I was never a lefty. Yeah, I was a former lefty. And let me tell right. you something, there's even more joy. You can hear it in my <laughs> right. voice. It's, I mean, the joy of having been on, <laughs> right. on their side of that political spectrum, at least, you know, to the left of the middle, um, is that we know how they think. And we also know how we would think today. If we were somehow still on the left or whatever, or, or you know, just, you know, make our age that we eventually converted to conservatism, and apply it to today, would we change to become a conservative? I can say for myself, absolutely. Well, that, yes. that's where the real joy is. Because I look at it and I go, well, what would it have taken? If it took me much less, it took you much less. Right. I know with this, oh, I would have been long gone for yeah. that party. Yeah. Long exactly. gone. Right. I, I, would, I became a conservative. Let me tell you how little it took for me. I became a conservative principally because of George Bush, and I hated him. I didn't vote for him in 2000. But in 2002, when he made it very clear that he had moral clarity when it came to Israel, and it's not just because, you know, I'm from Israel. You know, obviously you would think that that would be the case. But even Christians, many Christians, they, they are so in love with Israel, they understand that Israel is such a, so emblematic of moral clarity. So when, when Bush said, Israel's got to do what she needs to do to defend herself, I saw moral clarity in that man. And... I didn't right away become a conservative, but I, I respected that greatly. 
And that's what opened the door for me then to talk to my, cons- my crazy conservative friends and ask them more questions. Like, what about this minimum wage? What about this abortion business? What about regulations and why that's so bad? I mean, you say that's so bad, but tell me more. And I got really kind of sensible answers. And I thought, yeah, you know what? I, I kind of think like that too. That, 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 that uh, jibes with me. And all of a sudden I was conservative. I know I was voting conservative. And then I became a very passionate conservative, as you know. To this day, I haven't changed, and if anything, more, more so than ever. And I think that, that many people on the left are like me, and you, Ari, that they are thoughtful Democrats, they are thoughtful liberals, uh, not, maybe not so many thoughtful lefties, but, but even some thoughtful lefties. They, they don't realize that, in fact, they think like conservatives and that their party is fooling them. Well, you, you're more right than you'd ever know, and there's proof. The same way there's proof of what the uh, what Obama, Hillary, Strzok, Strzok, Page, uh, Bueller, Comey, and uh, McCabe, and Loretta Lynch, Bill Clinton, and Hillary Clinton did with all the scandal in that memo, there's proof. The memo is proof of all those things. It will be released soon. I'm hoping um, uh, Trump reads it to, uh, to the State of the Union audience. Can you imagine that? Oh, Can you that imagine would, that? That would be so cool. <laughs> but the proof exists. If liberals were as wrongly, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I, like I said before, I'm going to stop using the word left. I'm going to use the word wrong from now on. Just right and wrong, not right and left. If they're as far wrong as they're portrayed in media, on the college campus, in the halls of government and bureaucracy, the society you see out these windows in West L.A. right now would not be here. Right. The right. proof That's right. that they are not as far left as they're voting for and are not as far, excuse me, far wrong as they're voting for and is not as far wrong in their day-in, day-out conduct is that there is not total chaos out there in the streets every moment of the day. Yeah. The, there, are, there are conservatives like you and I able to walk freely on Wilshire Boulevard right now and go into a restaurant right now and not be harassed or have our food spit in. Right. Because even though the, the waiter or waitress might be a tattooed uh, wrongy, not lefty, wrongy, <laughs> um, they want our tip. Right. Right. It, and that's, that means capitalism is working. That means they're participating in capitalism. Even if they don't like it, they believe in it enough to use it. Right. This reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons. As you know, everything can be related back to The Simpsons, where uh, Bart Simpson, in, in an effort to not have to go to school, um, he sees an opportunity. He sees the teachers union and the uh, school uh, you know, district uh, that they, they might have you know, some tensions, but they seem to be working on a, um, on a deal that would make everything go forward. So Bart won't have any of that, right? So he goes into the crowd, and he's shorter than everyone else, and he starts whispering as if he's an adult, saying, you know, Skinner won't, won't give it that. He's such a, he's such a wimp. And then uh, he, he, he does the same sort of attribution of a quote to the, the management side, saying, uh, those teachers are, are so lazy, and they're so, uh, they'll give in to anything that we want, that they're so desperate. And so they hear this, of course, and they get all into a frenzy, and then, of course, they go into a strike, the very thing that Bart wanted, right? He blows up the he, deal. He blows up the deal. <laughs> and this is what happens with the Democrats. They love to blow up the deal, and they, they need that friction, because friction is what's, what gets them votes, because they get to say, I'm here to help. I'm here to save you from those monsters called the Republicans. And they've been told this, their own people, over and over again. And that's why they send out the signal. And this is going back to our second point, which is 
that they think that they can fool the people with this mantra of there's a collusion happening. They want to take away your rights. They're racist. They're misogynist. All those things we just discussed. They are the party of division and we need to heal. Let us help you, right? These are the same people, and, and no surprise, by the way, who create regulation upon regulation. They're, they're the trial lawyers, uh, you know, uh, syndicate, or what do they, they call the union? Not union, but trial lawyers uh, lobby that seek to create regulation upon regulation so that they can enforce those regulations, right? It's busy work, make work for them, right? That's exactly what the Democrats do. That's, that's fascinating to me. That's why I have such contempt for uh, a lot of people. I think they're doing wrong by our legal system. They give lawyers a bad name. Um, I, I believe the natural law. I believe that, you know, yes, when somebody commits fraud, that they should be held to account. Yes, when they breach a, a contract, they should be held to account. Yes, when they run somebody over intentionally or negligently, they should be held to account. But these, these false narratives, that, that I don't, I, I just, I can't get my myself into. When I get calls from time to time from potential clients saying, you know, this guy violated this uh, regulation and that the, the toilet paper was more than six inches away than it should have been uh, from the, the toilet itself. You know, you can make some easy money here, Barack. And I said, talk to some other lawyer. I don't, I don't even have a referral for you. That's, that's not why I went to law school. I went to law school to be part of a system to make sure that fraud didn't happen, that breach the contracts were honored and so forth. Right. <laughs> Ari likes that. <laughs> I, <laughs> but, but, yeah. I mean, but really, I, I, and, and when, when I get a call from somebody and I'm defending these people once in a while from, uh, from this accusation of ADA compliance or some sort of regulatory uh, alleged violation, the first thing I will always say to them is, is say, uh, I'll say, and this is why you went to law school. You think that you're doing some, some sort of great justice here? This is why you went? One day I want to, I want to sue somebody because the, the, the toilet paper was, was uh, an inch too far away from the toilet. And that's, well, where, that's why you went to law school? Yeah. Anyway, so this is, what, this is what the Democratic Party does, right? They say these crazy things. And, and, they, and, and you, who are a Democrat still today, you, you hear these things. And you say, this is why I joined the Democrat Party, right? I mean, aren't you embarrassed? Are, are, I'm not, aren't I'm saying, you humiliated are to you be humiliated? associated with these losers? Yeah, they're, they're losers. And, and it's not that, again, you can believe in the ideology. You can say that I, I feel we need to give a leg up to those, uh, you know, yeah, the homeless. Yeah, we think government and, should help out. Right. We, we, I, I think that welfare should, should be, be bigger. Program. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. We can disagree about that, and we do disagree with that. You should at the very least say, you know, we we got to get rid of our bad apples. I mean, can, can't you at least agree to that? Is there a concept of that to you? Or is it right or wrong, my, my party right or wrong? Yeah, how is, how is being a part of a party that tells us on the abortion issue, you want government out of our bedrooms, you've elected people and you support people like Obama and Clinton who have the NSA program that puts the government in every bedroom, yeah. on every phone, on every email, on every text, in every room of your house, every toilet, every bathroom, every kitchen, that's okay with you? Yeah. It's it's so obscene. I mean, uh, it's so obscene, and it's so uh, so wrong. Look, um, I, I 
I am fascinated. Going back and, and kind of wrapping it all up, I suppose, when we look at this scandal, And I'm sorry I spit on you there. I was foaming at the not, mouth. You did not. You did not. You're okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> right. But you know what? I, the way I look at it is, you know, more stuff to wipe the table. It's, rap, it's you know, rabies. It's, a, it's not saliva. It's rabies. It's right. foam. Right. <laughs> I was worried there for a moment. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, going back to the whole big picture, like what, what, what are you doing, Democrats? What at, at one point, <laughs> yes. you know, right? I mean, I, I have many clients that deal with um, associates, partners, friends that they've had for many years, and I can look at a deal and I can say, listen, you don't have to use me, but I want you to, you know, to, to hire me as your attorney, but I want you to know you've been defrauded and you've been defrauded probably for many years now. Uh, and and this person that you've associated with is taking advantage of you, and he's laughing at you, okay? And you don't have to hire me. I'm just telling you, you need representation. You need to fight this. That's how strongly I believe in it. I've got I, people I can refer you to. You don't have to use me. But you need to understand this. And you see in their eyes and in their response, they don't want to believe it because they've been associated with this person. They've been friends with this person. Sometimes they've been related to this person all their lives, of course, and they don't realize it. It's so clear as day to, to me, an objective third party. You've been screwed, my friends. And that's what's happening with a lot of the voters on the left and the, and the liberals, for that matter. They don't realize that how far this party has gone and how they've been abused and how they've been... They've been laughing at you. Yeah, not laughing. just lied to, defrauded. Yeah. On issue after issue and on action. It, because it's, it, the issue lies and, and fraud is one thing. Okay, you've been lied to about global warming, abortion, foreign policy, taxes, the economy, welfare programs. Okay, you've been lied to. But you've been defrauded on the moral stuff. Yeah. That, and, and yes, the Democrat Party, just as you said about the person, the potential client with the people who've harmed them, the Democrat Party leaders are laughing at you, Democrat voters. Yeah. They're laughing like you're the nerds they just kicked. They have contempt of you. Contempt. It's a little bit like the man who cheats on his wife over and over again, and he knows that his wife knows about it, and ironically... He has even more contempt from her, for her because she won't do anything about it. She's not even self-respecting. And the more you continue to vote for these Democrats who are so clearly abusing you, who are so clearly defrauding you, who are so clearly lying to you, the more, you. the more they have contempt for you and the more the spiral goes downward. You need to understand you've been fooled. Don't be fooled again. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next week. 